Hello, welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Ani. And I'm Maria. And welcome back to the last episode of our family parenting and sex mini-series. Yeah, and welcome back to the studio. We're together. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Anyway, today we are going to talk about how Gen Z want to raise their kids if they even want to have kids if they want to get married how their parents talk to them about sex growing up and like how they'll change that for how they want to talk to their kids about sex and relationships and all of that kind of stuff so yeah we're quite excited yeah as well as obviously our thoughts and feelings about all those things <laughs> no, so, no, yeah. no this is an objective podcast <laughs> So yeah, I don't know, maybe we can get a little bit into that, start off with that sort of like how our parents raised us and like Mm. the sort of messaging we heard about sex and how that evolved growing up. So honey, tell us, what were the conversations around sex at your house? What was going on? Well, I feel like we have done like a whole episode on this before so we can like also direct people there. We did one called like Our Sexual Genesis and I feel like we've done other ones too so you guys can just go listen to all of them. Yeah. But in my house it was just me and my mom. like she's a single parent. She raised me pretty much by herself except my grandparents like played a massive part so they're like basically my other parents (laughs) in a way and my mom was like always very open about sex and like sexuality and stuff and she would always be like oh if you want to be gay like if you want to date men if you want to date women like that's fine and I remember we did have like the talk when I was eight I remember it was on Wood Lane in Shepherd's Bush when I was walking to school and she was like there's this thing like called sex and I don't think she even said anything about like men and women or like people loving each other or whatever. She just kind of told me what it was. But it was like penis and vagina related, which to be fair is like, as far as I know, all that she knows. So (laughs) that's fair enough. (laughs) And then, yeah, like we've always had like quite an open conversation about sex, but I didn't really like tell her the first time I had sex. I just kind of like decided not to but she asked me like not that long after like who have you slept with and I was like oh like guess and she guessed all of them right so yeah (laughs) (laughs) they know they know but then like what about okay what about like when you were actually starting to have sex and all of those kinds of things like Mm. what where were you getting all your info from like the intel like how did you kind of like cultivate your attitudes towards sex yeah I mean I feel like I didn't kiss someone until I was like 15 and I remember being like my god is this like really late is this really early and I feel like I didn't really know anything about like well no I did know like the basics of consent but I feel like most of my information was just like from my friends and like a little bit of sex ed that we had at school which was mainly about like STIs and drugs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really know where I got my information. I guess it was mainly from you guys. And I just remember it being like very open amongst us, but also like that, I don't know if you would agree, but I feel like there was a little element of like competition kind of vibe mm. and like 
not really knowing what the right amount of sex to be having was or like how to even really go about it and stuff so yeah and then now I feel like I've done a lot of like unlearning which obviously is documented through the podcast and I've kind of always thought that I wanna well obviously aside from my whole like lesbian mystery (laughs) (laughs) I always thought that like I wanted to have a kid but not necessarily to like raise it with someone like a partner because I just don't see myself ending up with someone like for the rest of my life low-key I don't know like it could happen I'm not closed off to it but it's not like something I'm seeking out so yeah and I I do want to have kids but I'll get into it later but I feel like I have a kind of weird like shame around wanting kids because like I know that I like when I picture my future like I know I want to have kids but I also think that there's like some feminist stuff and then also like planet like climate change guilt like I just don't know how I feel about that Mm. so yeah there's that but I feel like I'm very like informed now but I wasn't when I was younger (laughs) I feel like that's very vague but (laughs) what about you (laughs) what like how I was raised and stuff yeah like what were the conversations around sex well I don't I don't really remember like ever talking to my parents about sex like really ever other than like my mom like definitely told me about like periods and things like that but like yeah I don't know sort of doing this um mini series and like talking to the people that we've talked to and whatever and we've been having those kinds of conversations and like around parenting and having those kinds of conversations and it's just like really made me think of how like I don't know how or like what was said to me or whatever but I always knew like sort of inherently like your private parts were like it was like a shame there was like a definitely a shame around it and I don't know like from what messaging that came like genuinely but I feel like Mm. I've always like inherently known that it was like something that was like like meant to be hidden and like you can't like show it and that kind of thing but like I also like we took family baths and stuff like that Mm. so it wasn't like weird to see my brothers naked or them to see me naked or anything like that but then I don't know at what age like suddenly like there was like quite a divide and it was like oh you like can't see your brothers naked and they can't see you naked and or I don't know if that was told to me or that was just like my own attitude I genuinely don't remember but like these are kind of the things that have been like popping up or whatever I don't know yeah and then I don't know when I knew like well I got the sex like sex ed talk like when I was like nine like okay. at school, we were we were told like what it was from a very like the egg and the sperm kind of sitch, and I remember there was a drawing of like a man and a woman like naked hugging, and so I just thought it was like that. It was like a naked hug or like you get into bed naked and like that was that. Mm-hmm. And then the egg and the sperm thing happened, but in my eyes that was like a oh that's like not I don't need to know that like that just happens internally like who cares? Yeah, and then I genuinely don't know where like I actually like found out what it was like it must have been the internet I genuinely don't remember I just knew I guess and I inherently also knew that that was like something that I couldn't like bring up with my parents ever or like talk about and then when I was like 15 
I went on like a little trip with my mum and she sort of like opened up to me about like her experiences with like yeah like kind of like all her relationships and like all her like sexual encounters or whatever I don't know like I don't know how to describe it but yeah it was sort of like her her like her story kind of thing Mm -hmm. I don't know from what I remember her telling me like I I was like really I don't know I was like surprised I was like oh my god I'm getting all the goss and like I was like grateful that she opened up I think that definitely to me like opened up like an avenue of like oh okay I can like tell her this stuff I can sort of talk to her about if anything happens and like she sort of talk to me about some of her experience that weren't really like very nice and that kind of thing and like I, I do remember a lot of it was like an angle of like protect yourself and like your sexuality or something to be sort of like protected kind of mm. thing like yeah but I remember sort of at that time I'd kind of already broken away from those ideas I feel like I already kind of well I don't know because also I, I'd never like even kissed anyone <laughs> like when we were having these conversations so I was like oh yeah like gotta yeah I guess yeah I don't know I I I really like wish I like wrote about how I felt about it because I don't know because I obviously hadn't even kissed someone at that point so kind of hearing like a lot of her experiences were a little bit like scary or whatever and that kind of thing I don't know if that like affected me I have no idea but it did at least like made me feel like okay like yeah I can sort of this is something that I can talk to her about and then I mean I didn't tell her when like I got a girlfriend or whatever because I wasn't out and because not that I thought my parents were homophobic but I understood that they came from a different place than like the stuff that we understood like understood in the way that we saw the world so I was like I know that there will be like they won't understand and like they'll be a bit weird about it like I knew that but I I never thought like they won't accept me or anything like that that was like never a fear but they would never be like openly like oh it's fine if you like a girl if like that was not spoken about at all like or even mentioned like the only thing like it was only badly mentioned like with my grandma and stuff but my parents never really said anything not that I've ever heard them say anything because my dad's best friend's also gay so Mm. like I knew that they weren't like homophobic people or whatever but yeah so that wasn't a worry but I knew that they wouldn't understand so I didn't want to say anything and then yeah my mum like knew so from then on like I didn't really share anything when I was like with my girlfriend because like yeah again for the reasons I already said I didn't like even though I did feel like it was kind of like an open thing with my mum that I could talk to her about those things I didn't think I could talk to her about those things with a girl like, mm. I did not think she would understand. So then, to be fair, like, when I, like, had first had sex with a boy, I did tell my mum, like, not straight away, but, like, pretty soon after. Like, it was a few weeks after, I'm pretty sure. Or, like, even a few days. I don't even remember. Yeah. But I kind of inherently felt like I could, yeah, I could tell her. I don't know. But not that we could, like, chat shit and, like, you know, whatever. It wasn't like that. It was just more, like, share, like. But I feel like I've always had quite an open relationship with my parents like way more than my siblings for instance like I don't think we would all share like funnily enough even though we we grew up with the same parents and in the same household I don't really think we had the same kind of experience in that sense because I feel like I was always a lot more open and honest with my parents than any of my other siblings ever mm-hmm. were so I don't know if like that's like a good thing or a bad thing necessarily but I guess for me like 
it was good because I obviously like felt the need and the want to open up to them otherwise I wouldn't you know mm-hmm. but I don't know I'm not saying that they have to if they don't want I don't know there's like a lot of nuances I feel like in my sex ed and like like the attitudes and and things that I feel like have come up like later in life and like the way that I see the world and maybe in like the way that I would want to raise my children Mm. but yeah I mean I feel like I've always known I wanted to be a mom except when I like did kind of (laughs) yeah no I didn't I didn't want to be a mom for a bit I was like and like I didn't want to get married but that was in like my like most feminist phase of my life you know when I feel like that's when I discovered like feminism and like mm. <laughs> I like understood that like my whole life had been like a scam or like something yeah. you know you're trained to be a mother <laughs> and then you have to like figure out if you actually want to be a mother kind of thing yeah because yeah, I mean also the culture in Mexico I feel like I have I, I just don't know what I've said and not said on the podcast anymore so I'm so sorry if I'm just like repeating stuff <laughs> that I've already said a million times yeah, but yeah also I feel like the culture in Mexico at least when I was growing up this is what I felt like girls didn't it wasn't like a like yeah you'd be like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and like you would say something you would have something like oh like a singer or whatever but it like I feel like (laughs) like everyone deep down it was like they knew they wouldn't like do anything it was Mm. like I know I'll just get married and like be a mom because that's what like most people's mums did not that there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home mom just like I feel like you're not really like bred with like a with the yeah price. like women aren't like bred to have like ambition in life in that sense like at least in the way I grew up I'm sure it's like very different now and like my friends that I do like still talk to in Mexico and stuff they all like have stuff going on and want to do stuff with their lives beyond all of that but at the time that is very much like the attitude that I felt so I like always knew I wanted to have kids like I've Mm. always been like I'm gonna be a mom yeah and I still feel that way I'm like if I'm sure of anything like I'm gonna be a mom like no matter what that's gonna happen yeah but yeah I don't know I feel like my outlook on life is very much like I don't have like a, a lot of like career ambition or anything like I don't really care I just, I have more, like, ambition in, like, finding love and, like, finding meaningful relationships and, like, having a family and all of those things. Yeah. But, yeah, that kind of sums up my <laughs> my views and attitudes. Yeah, I was going to say as well, like, I feel like because I'm, like, the investment of the family, low-key, my whole life, like, it's kind of, like, opposites to you. Like, mm. I feel like my whole life has been, like, okay, like, be ambitious, be all these things, blah, blah, blah. So then me and my mum will always joke, like, to my granddad when he's, like, pressuring me about jobs and stuff. Like, oh, but grandma was pregnant. Like, grandma had a kid at my age. Like, <laughs> should I just get pregnant and have a kid? And he's kind of like, oh, well, like, do whatever you want. But, like, blah, 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 like, um, and... <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have maybe, like, yeah, in my feminist awakening or whatever, was like, okay, well, like, I shouldn't, like, want to have kids or whatever. Or not that I shouldn't, just, like, oh, I don't want to because it's, like, the feminist Mm. thing to do. And then also in my whole, like, eco-warrior phase and, like, I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like I've spoken to other people who've had similar experiences and, like, obviously you have as well. So I think it's something, like, quite unique to our generation because... We kind of like grew up in like quite a 
woke era and so mm. we kind of all have like ideas of what should and shouldn't happen and like we kind of recognize that being like obsessed with having your own kids like your own biological kids is like kind of a weird <laughs> fucked up thing and you know like I feel like we have a very specific outlook on kids which is why this episode was <laughs> created so yeah should we maybe get into <laughs> into that mm-hmm. so basically I wanted to do this episode because I've had lots of conversations with people recently about like obviously this comes with age as well like we are in our 20s and we're kind of like every interaction I have or at least I feel like I'm having is like wow I'm an adult like the way I reacted to that was like so adult you know like you're just kind of constantly having all these like realizations and you know those TikToks where people are like you can feel your brain developing and stuff I feel like that's that's what's happening (laughs) to me so when I'm like talking to my friends and stuff about their relationship with their parents or like their parents' relationships, I think something that comes up quite often is our generation is quite like emotionally intelligent or we just have like a lot of categorized ways of talking about relationships and sex, like gaslighting and like love bombing. And we have all these labels and like all this language around consent and stuff that comes like really naturally to us because of how we've been raised. But then when our parents don't have those same, like, just automatic understandings of situations like we do, it can feel, like, a little bit frustrating or, like, I don't know, like, confusing because you start to kind of doubt yourself or, like, doubt them and, like, what they've told you your whole life. Does that kind of make sense? So, yeah, I feel like I've spoken to loads of people about that recently. And then also, like, how people want to change how they parent compared to their parents like if their parents were quite authoritarian or like really strict and they just think that that was really stupid or whatever and like they would just never think to do that and then also I feel like there's just a lot of existential thinking going on in our generation (laughs) in terms of like the future of the planet or like more people are queer so that's obviously gonna impact like how we raise our kids because we're like unpacking all of these like systems of like heteronormativity and like the nuclear family and capitalism and how all of those things kind of impact our family structure and dynamic and oh yeah okay yeah I wanted to talk about this so (laughs) (laughs) when we went to Paris to visit Maria for her birthday we were talking about like we always I feel like we always talk about who's gonna have a kid first like that always comes up somehow yeah who's gonna be the first one to have a kid and I was saying like I really want to have a baby but like a communal baby (laughs) like I want to give birth and like have it raised by like all my friends and like see how that impacts it and I was like yeah just like a little live in a little commune with all my friends and we can all raise this baby and it will be part of all of us and everyone was like honey that's so fucking stupid like (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) and like was shitting on my my idea because they were like you need to like like a kid needs like a mother and a father figure which I was like what the fuck guys like what are you talking about that makes no sense even Will said that like our gay friend and I was like what yeah i mean i agree that i feel like uh everyone needs like a f- like feminine and 
male energy in their life and like male and female role models but it doesn't have to be like a mum and a dad it can be like yeah an uncle or your granddad or like a friend of your mum's or like a friend of your dad's do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah. well that's kind of what I was saying but everyone was like shitting on me yeah I feel like it was just a I kind of think that the same thing was kind of being said at least by will like i'm not i don't know i don't don't fully remember what everyone said i don't want to put words in anyone's mouth but like i kind of think the same thing was kind of being said is just that like they weren't happy with the radicalized like way i think that's my out outlook on the whole situation i don't oh god i I don't want to say anything else Yeah, yeah yeah no but again, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, like, even though we do have all of this, like, progression and, like, existential thinking, I do think, and, like, I think this comes across in, like, our little survey that we did, that people still, like, there are foundational things that people are still kind of, like, clinging onto and, like, whether they want to have a kid with a partner or, like, have a kid by themselves. You'll see when we get into the survey what the answer is and stuff but I don't know I just thought that was interesting because from my perspective I'll stop rambling in a second but from my perspective (laughs) I feel like our generation like is less set on like getting married for the sake of getting married like I feel like we've done quite a lot of work of like okay this shouldn't be something that we're like striving towards and we're so in the era of like being silly girlies and like all my friends are like the most important thing to me blah 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 blah. so that like almost to be like oh well I want to get married or like I want to be in a relationship and that's like my priority in life is kind of like taboo a little bit yeah so yeah I think there's like guilt to do with that and there's people on TikTok who have like very severe opinions of marriage like oh well I only get married to a guy if like he's rich which like low-key slay I think (laughs) but (laughs) yeah it's still quite split I think oh yeah and I also think like the expectations of like what you want from a partner and like someone to raise your kids with are very different like we talk a lot about like weaponized incompetence and like I feel like even amongst our friends with their partners if they're like not pulling their weight with like household labor and that kind of thing like what um (laughs) like that's not deemed acceptable whereas in previous generations I feel like it's just kind of the standard and like you might complain about it but it it wasn't like significantly challenged yeah yeah yeah, no I do agree with that I do feel like like what you said earlier about how like it's almost like if you do really like prioritize your relationship and like marriage and all those things at least I feel like in like the circles we run with it's like that's like frowned upon rather than like Mm. you know it's like almost like a bit shameful it's like girl like what else you got going on kind of thing yeah you know so I do feel like I mean that is like both a good thing and a bad thing I don't know my opinion on stuff is like it's like just interesting how I feel like the view on sort of like what's possible and like what's like acceptable and what's like good is sort of like definitely widening and stuff is like being called out and as well as other options as to like what a family and like what parenting and what like 
a partnership and all those things looks like can be like very different and it kind of just depends on like what works for you and I feel like yeah it is just like that's kind of the way I look at things it's like a take it or leave it thing it's like yeah just do whatever feels right for you I don't really care like Mm -hmm. just do you yeah so yeah so we ask people some questions about parenting parenting styles if they even want to have kids who they want to have kids with how they think their like outlook on sex has changed from their grandparents or like their parents perspective and yeah we got loads of really good answers so we're gonna go through them and like probably discuss them a little bit yeah thanks for anyone that took part in the survey guys yeah love it thank you so much i was so excited (laughs) to do a little survey (laughs) okay so we the first question we asked was how did your parents talk to you about sex growing up and I feel like the general consensus was, like, they didn't. Yeah. A lot of, like, they didn't, not at all, like... Or, like, very limited conversations. Sort of sticking to the kind of bare minimum. Or I feel like there was a lot of, um, like, mums or, like, dads pulling aside and sort of, like, insinuating to something but not, like, mm. maybe being so direct about it. Yeah. Someone said, like... It wasn't something we talked about as a family ever, even now as an adult who hasn't had a boyfriend but is sexually active. It's something I feel I have to hide and do not share details with my family. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird for me because, like, I know that my mum knows about my sex life. Like, I know that because I know she listens to the podcast. And even though it's not that every single episode, I'm, like, sharing, like, what what I've been up to, like, in the past week or anything like that. It's just, like... I still, like, know that she knows that, like, when my boyfriend comes, like, we're gonna have sex. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of things. Yet, I'm, like, literally mortified at the thought of, like, anyone in my family hearing me have sex. Mm. Yeah, but I feel like that's also just a natural thing. I know, but it's, like, I don't know. And it's, like, so unspoken, obviously. Like, I I don't know. I would never directly speak about it with my mom or my dad yeah but yeah i don't know it's so weird whereas my mom's like oh you haven't had sex still like what's going on (laughs) go on some dates please (laughs) someone said not much but it wasn't a secret they told me they told me about it probably age seven or eight as i asked persistently around that time it was my mum and auntie specifically. My dad never spoke to me about things like this, as I assume he may think it's inappropriate, as I'm his daughter. They got children's. They got a children's learning book about sex from my older siblings' books and tried that. However, I could tell that they weren't telling me the whole story, so they explained it literally in terms of genitals. I said it would be painful, and they explained the relationship side. It's something that people do when they are grown up and in love, etc., and it's not a painful thing. That kind of vibe. Now, in my early 20s, I'm extremely open with my mother about my whole romantic and relationship personal life, and I think that's because she's never shamed me for sexuality, but instead focused on health and happiness whilst doing it. Cool. Yeah, I I endorse that kind of message. Okay, yeah, and then the next one is, it was fairly chill, and I... I think it came from having an older sister. When I was about eight and I asked them what a blowjob was because I heard about it from someone older in school, they were like, oh, I guess we should explain it. 
They got me these Robbie H. Harris books, which to be fair is pretty good as a basic sex, puberty, conception, etc. Later, when I was about 13 with a girlfriend, my dad pulled me and explained again about contraception and consent, but more face-to-face than just a book. I was always a smart kid, so they just figured that would be fine and that I could always ask questions. Sounds like pretty nice experience. Mm-hmm. Someone said, my parents did not talk about sex positively. Their sex education for myself and my sister was abstinence only. I grew up in the American South, so health class was separated by gender and barely covered basic topics correctly. I remember being absolutely terrified that if I let someone, in inverted commas, take my virginity, I would immediately get pregnant, would be a single mother and would curtail all career opportunities. Sounds like such a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that, like, happens a lot as well, like, not that that was my experience, like, it wasn't, like, abstinence only, but it was, like, this sort of, like, fear-mongering that kind of happens, like, yeah, it just makes you sort of afraid to even, like, want to explore that or anything. Yeah, this is, like, also in our last episode, obviously, with Dr. Tina, like, I feel like it needs to be a balance between the parents and the school. Like, obviously, mm. it's so important for parents to, like, teach their kids as much as they can. But so many parents aren't going to do that. And so that's why the school needs to, like, pick up the slack. Like, I don't really get why it should be one or the other. Or, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it should just be, like, it's part of education. I don't think it should all necessarily, like fall on the parent or on the school it's mm-hmm. just you know like yeah. <laughs> like a lot of things like well i don't know like maybe it would be helpful to ha- to just like have it as like a baseline of like professionals having like i think professionals should definitely talk to kids about it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean to some certain capacity but your parents should also be part of that because it's like part of relationships and the the best way to sort of carry on that education and actually emulate it and that kind of thing is at your ha- at your home yeah and in those kinds of situ- situations yeah no i do agree yeah someone said it was always a bit taboo i learned basically by myself and through peers or media i was aware my parents were having sex but it was never discussed once they knew i was having sex it was a bit more talked about but still not in a way that made me feel comfortable with sex yeah i feel like that's pretty common like yeah and then Someone said, my mum decided to have the talk when we were already talking about boys and she was just like, I don't know if you've had sex or not, but I just want you to be safe. It was more of a don't let a boy disrespect you talk rather than a don't have loads of sex talk. It was really great. I felt very respected as a 16 year old. Nice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of a range of experiences. Um, And then we also asked, if you have children, how will you talk to your children about sex and relationships? What would you change from how your parents talked about it? Okay, someone said, talk about it so much more. I want to be as open as possible, but also not talk about it when they don't want to. Definitely a hard topic to tackle, but better than ignoring it and then ban- then panicking when it actually comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Someone else said, I think I will put the focus on safety. I tried to trust my children to explore in a way that respects their mental and physical health. Sex can be something that's very emotional, so I would encourage them not to feel pressured to and to not do anything that they don't feel ready for. I'll emphasize this stuff rather than the 
in my view, less productive things that my parents focused on in terms of the societal norms and taboo. It shouldn't be something that is gatekept from children for the sake of maintaining innocence or anything like that. That could be dangerous. Yeah, I feel like that's so true. Like, what we were saying, it's like, why are we just acting like this is some, like, massive secret that Mm. has to be kept? Like, kids want to know this stuff. So, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, and it, and it is true that it's, like, genuinely for their safety. Like, if it's stuff that you don't talk about, then, yeah, they could potentially get into, like, quite dangerous situations. And, yeah, because you, they don't know what's going on kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone said, I always felt growing up that it wasn't talked about enough. I feel like I'd want to make sure my theoretical child would not feel that way and I would want them to feel more open and confident about it. Mm. Yeah, and someone said I would have the conversation from my younger age, take away the stigma and shame around talking about safe sex and giving them the things that they need. Yeah. yeah. I'd talk about it a lot to cringe them out, like not in a way to stop them from doing it, but more like to make it seem normal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what Dr. Tina was saying. Like, even though your kids might feel like so embarrassed at the time, they'll always look back and be like, oh, I'm so grateful that they did that. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. And someone said, I do not plan to have kids, but I would like to be an open door for God children asking questions. I want to be honest and encourage a positive relationship with their bodies and healthy relationships with others. And I feel like that's like really important as well. Cause like, I mean, there's plenty of people that don't necessarily want to have kids, mm-hmm. but those kids will have people in their like you know other people in their lives and sometimes like it is that you don't necessarily like want to tell your parents about it but then you might have like a nice like a cool aunt or like your cool like godmother or something like that that you like then can dish dish Mm -hmm. about and it's just like having someone to talk about it I also agree like it doesn't it does not have to be your parents but like I feel like it's good to have, like, an adult you can trust or, like, yeah. someone that can give you some sort of guidance. Yeah, 100%. And, like, even if it's not a kid, it's just, like, anyone in your life. Like, you want people to feel like they can trust you and come to you with anything. Mm. So it's, like, just kind of practising that in a way. Someone said, talking about healthy relationships and how to spot them and maintain them will be a normal thing. Sex will be something that can be discussed, but I won't find it easy because I don't have a mould to follow. Yeah, I think that's really important to mention as well. Like, again, why sex education is so important because, like, if you don't necessarily see it, like, the example of, like, how to talk about these things at home, then, like, you just don't really have any idea of, like, where to get that information from. And, like, in films and stuff, it's not necessarily accurate or whatever online. And you don't, like, really know how to sort through what's right. And I like what they said about, like, healthy relationships because... Again, like, I feel like that's not really... That's something that obviously has to be a massive part of the conversation and, like, sex is just a small part of that. Like, it's also... Your relationships are way more important in a way. Mm. Someone said that they would do the same thing as their parents. Once their child is persistently asking or interested, it's important that they know their facts for their safety. Teaching them that it's a it's a secret or something they shouldn't speak about or be ashamed of just be ashamed of just makes them more likely to be stuck in bad situations or go through the things that they might not have chose to if they were more educated or had their parents guidance and emotional support so yeah kind of a little bit what we were saying like a lot of sort of the same attitudes I feel yeah 
Someone said, to be fair, my parents did a pretty good job of it. I think I'll always try to show myself as open, not as bait as Jillian in sex ed, but on those lines. <laughs> to talk on it and what I think I'll try to do better is keep up with trends. For my parents, internet and phones, etc. were not really formative in their dating. But for me, even at like 13, I was sexting. I definitely got low-key groomed for pics over kick and BBM, etc. So I think trying to stay abreast of current issues and things like that. Not just for sex, but loads of things like mental health. I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. so important. I'm so glad someone said that. Yeah. Like, such an important thing to keep on top of like i don't know how we're gonna do it because i feel like it happens to like every parent and every generation you know there's just like such a discrepancy you can't keep up with like <laughs> the, the youth yeah but mate we're gonna have to you know yeah we, and we like, have to get get go about it in a better way yeah because it must be so hard because you like don't think that something will be like relevant to your kid or whatever but you just never know like even with like gender things, sexuality things, like you never know when it's going to mm. be your kid. And like, especially stuff online and like, like sexual abuse and that kind of thing. Like you just, you never know. So it's yeah. like so important to know. So true. Someone else said, I do not plan on having children. However, I have friends with kids and my partner has godchildren whose lives I would like to be heavily involved in. If any child in my life asked me about sex, I would be completely honest with them. I would thank them for having the courage to ask and encourage them to continue opening, talking about sex with their friends, partners and parents if possible. I would provide resources from experts like Bedsider or Beducated or Plant Parenthood. I think these science-based resources are critical to understanding your body and sex, especially for a young person. I would change the secrecy and shame around talking about sex. I would never make a young person feel shameful about themselves or their sexual exploration. That is like the exemplary answer. Yeah, I would perfect. say. Honestly, it is like it is true. Sort of what also what you were saying before about like not having a mold in a lot of ways. Like it is interesting because like I feel like I'm a very like sex positive person and like I don't know like you know very forward thinking all of that, but like when my like my cousins asked me about it asked me about sex and stuff and I don't know I just like felt really like awkward and embarrassed and like I don't know it was just like a really weird thing for me so I do feel like it is really difficult to have these conversations with kids and like it's hard to sort of I don't know get into like the mind of a kid and understand and like understand what they can understand so yeah I don't know hopefully like these kinds of conversations are like helpful yeah and definitely like what dr tina was like telling us and stuff was quite helpful yeah i was gonna say as well about like the different ways that we want to have kids like in our generation i feel like before it would be like okay well it's like i need to have a kid now otherwise i'm never gonna have a kid like there was such that pressure of like your biological clock and like you had to do it at a certain time whereas i feel like now firstly like we're living in an age where like we have the different technology to allow us to like freeze our eggs and that kind of thing so you can have kids later on we have birth control like so many different kinds of birth control and like more education about it so you can like not have a kid when you're not ready and I feel like our generation is so like pro being like as advanced as possible like we really want to like better ourselves you know what I mean mm. so I feel like people are having kids when like they feel like they've worked through that kind of like shame you know what I mean because like right now I wouldn't feel like ready to have a kid so I'm like okay well I really want to like work through like my attachment style and like my attitude towards so many things so mm -hmm. that my kids are like 
in as good of a position as they can be kind of thing yeah whereas i feel like previous generations didn't really even have that awareness of like those different discussions and like how they can get rid of their shame like that around sex before they have kids whereas i feel like yeah our generation is like going to therapy and like talking about it so much more so even if you're not completely there at least you're kind of like on the way there and you're a bit more like open-minded about it in a way yeah no true someone said i think i'll keep it very similar an open age appropriate conversation about sex the two things i would change though is giving an honest answer when they ask me about new words they had related to sex and to decrease the amount of importance my mom gave to protecting me from unwanted advances or sexual harassment or rape as it accidentally made me feel very scared of men and sex yeah someone else said i will always be open with my children I will use anatomical descriptions and ensure they know how to be safe and comfortable with their own bodies. Although I don't blame my parents, I feel a lack of open conversation surrounding sex in my body led to a lot of my personal insecurities and issues in that feeling my sexuality was shameful and and I wasn't allowed to talk about it. This is something I would like to avoid with my children. The human body is beautiful and incredible and everyone should feel that that about themselves. Mm yeah that's so true yeah but I feel like the main themes are like talking about it when it comes up like making sure they feel comfortable to come to you like making sure they know all of the right like language and like how to talk about consent and all of those different kinds of things which is like yeah love that for us yeah being more open about like pleasure Mm. that kind of stuff yeah and then people said we asked people like ideally how they'd want to raise their children and again like everyone kind of said with a partner ideally which honestly fair enough like I feel like that's like part of just like what we're ingrained to think Mm. yeah pretty much everyone but let's read some of like the longer ones someone said although I do not want children I think the best scenario for raising them is with parents who equally share the emotional load of raising them far too often do i see one parent usually mothers taking on all of the work surrounding the child while the father gets to continue on with their career like normal i think it matters for both parents to be equally involved additionally i feel as though kids that come from parents who have hobbies unrelated to their kids are much more balanced if your mom plays tennis competitively kids see that and greatly admire when they see a parent doing something that makes them a whole person not just a parent Raising children with skills like cooking or gardening is also greatly important to having a well-rounded child with critical thinking skills. I love that. Yeah, and someone else said, I don't really want kids, but I would like to raise them with someone else. I think on our own is a lot of pressure. I'm not averse to more communal ra- to a more communal raising, and I love the idea of of the kid group learning. I want to teach them more skills as well as normal school learning i was born in london and i never really got that sort of skill set of stuff like like more life skills or just random knowledge i also think on that communal line nct groups are such lifelines especially for a kid when you're all working it out but i don't like the reliance on a group because kids will develop at their own paces but i never want to be trying to keep up or force force it if if they're not ready yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> Why is that so, yeah. So a bit of like homeschooling vibes, you know? Yeah. A more diverse education. I like those, you know, like bringing in ideas of having 
like not just about sex education but just like even a more wealth of education and knowledge than what may be available in school yeah someone said with a life partner like my parents did from young to old if i can be so lucky my parents met in their early 20s and stayed together happily until now i ideally want the same to meet someone and settle into family life soon i always felt pretty happy and secure as a young child and i think seeing my mum and dad every day and having a completely happy and stable home and getting to see the perfect model of a healthy equal loving relationship and the normal ups and downs that came with that to base my relationships off now is such a privilege i hope to pass on i love that Mm. i definitely want to raise a child with a partner there's something undeniably chic about having gay dads also i think raising a child alone would be effort and i doubt they'd let a single dad adopt yeah that's true yeah i mean gay dads are pretty chic yeah And then someone else said, with a partner, ideally, I don't like the idea of raising a child with friends, but I haven't yet entirely made up my mind about what this would mean for a child's sense of stability and safety, etc. Alone would be hard for me and I respect single parents so much for being able to cope. I would need to bounce ideas off and get support from a partner, though, I think. And also someone else said, like, any way possible, so long as the child is surrounded by love. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even though people are all saying partner, like, they definitely all seem quite, like, flexible, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, with a community or with a partner or both, with a partner or alone, good balance, like, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then there's two more questions. So, are you interested in any particular parenting style, i.e. gentle parenting or any others? And then I also asked if people could include. So people said like gentle but also strict about certain things so they're disciplined um i work in education and definitely see the results of a gentle approach firm but fair always and as little or no shouting as possible and never ever using physical means to discipline a child someone said i'm not particularly interested in a style but i do think it's good to raise a child around music that's coming out when they're a child i feel like it's weirdly important because then you can connect with kids your age like it's cool to raise a child on Stevie Nicks, but also let them listen to Little Mix. So important. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused about that when I first read it, but like I appreciate the sentiment, you know? It's like a mix of old and new, I guess. That's hilarious. <laughs> gentle parenting not in the sense that i don't say no to my children but that everything is explained to them their emotions are important and their consent for everything is important even if they're children i.e i'm not the king of the house just because i'm the parent yeah i like that Mm. someone else said i would probably fall into the gentle parenting category but within reason i think kids need to be treated with respect and gentleness as they are little souls learning and they never usually do the bad thing on purpose. However, sometimes they need discipline, as discipline is real life. So occasionally being shouted at for outrageous behaviour and facing punishment is part of a healthy upbringing, in my opinion, once they are old enough to understand consequences. Also, being real to your children about life without taking their innocence. Kids can know about benefits, about the world, about ethics. I don't agree with lying to your children or holding them back and making them live in a little perfect fantasy bubble because one day they will have to face reality when they join school, etc. So true. 
yeah, I definitely want to teach kids more on that reasoning, explaining why we and they feel ways, why it makes us feel that rather than blunt rules. I always resented when I got in trouble but was never really explained what for. That's so true. I hadn't even thought about that. But I don't want to take it too far. My aunt and uncle are raising their kids to like respectful to respect full consent i.e if the kid says no they don't make them do anything which in theory is great but in practice it seems too soft touch because they just eat junk food and don't watch and watch tv and don't do schoolwork. there's got to be a point at which you recognize how self-centered the kids are and that there are occasions they won't know what's best to do that's where that communicative style would have have more of a role and also why it's important to teach them those worldly things like respect for nature and others yeah so true yeah i also feel like kids need like boundaries and discipline and all of those things because yeah they don't they don't know what's best for them so they need someone to like tell them yeah so true someone said like montessori type learning where parents teach children to solve real problems on their own um i'm probably biased but i think my mom nailed it there was such a high level of trust between us which meant i was allowed to go to all the parties and go out in london she was raised in a strict central asian family and had no freedom so she vowed to do the opposite the trust we had together meant i never felt like i wasn't allowed to do anything that doesn't mean i could do whatever i wanted though for example one time i wanted to go to this party that was on the other side of london and she just looked at me and was like i'm going to be honest i really don't want you going if anything was to go wrong i'd be too far away to help and because she let me do so much i just respected her decision and was like yeah fair enough i can miss this one there was a lot of mutual respect with this kind of thing which made me feel really independent but at the same time i felt like i could always call if something went wrong that's really nice that's like the dream the goal yeah (laughs) And then someone said, all children are different and need different parenting styles. I don't think there is one way to parent a child. My youngest is ADHD and my other two are not. She obviously needed a different style to her siblings. I don't think reading a book will teach someone how to be a parent. At the end of the day, you have to do what is right for you and your child. Mm, So true. Okay, and then we also ask, just to end it, do you notice any differences in how you and your parents or grandparents think about sex and relationships now? What are they? someone said i'm way more open with my mom about sex and relationships i'm open with my dad about relationships but not in the same way definitely much easier when you but when you don't live at home it's less awkward Mm. defo i see that someone said i feel like there's such a difference with with each generation like my grandparents saw it as a duty that they never spoke about my parents spoke about it more but usually through jokes like then they are not against talking about it i just think we would all die from cringe and then i feel like there's such it's such a normal thing for our generation to talk about like people generally aren't offended by it and i notice a lot more people getting bored by sex jokes Mm. someone else said yes my grandmothers were born were both one men women my granddads were their first kiss, first and only boyfriend, only husband till death did them part. However, they understand that's not how it is anymore and don't think it's a bad thing. My parents, however, probably dated five to ten people before they settled down in their early 20s. So my parents are more progressive. They understand it's normal to date a lot. However, they don't agree with the casual sex culture of today. They think it causes a bad reputation. It's unsafe, unhealthy and generally gross. Haha. <laughs> My parents and grandparents never discuss sex, so I'm not sure, but in terms of relationships, they're willing to accept much more bad behaviour, willing to forego communication in favour of keeping the peace short term, and don't see the point or relevance of working on yourself as a a large part of maintaining and establishing a healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm. 
and someone else said yeah for sure I think my parents are still very skeptical of online dating and dating apps mainly because my sister's found some proper wrong ends on it even though they love my girlfriend they still don't quite square it with we sort of met on Bumble already had met but only like matching on Bumble really spurred it for grandparents I think the turnover of dating there was a run where I was seeing like four to five people in a short time none that serious but to them it's like even seeing someone like that was pretty serious they both only dated three times before meeting at uni and then marrying so I think they were very surprised how much more permissive don't know if that's a word but like yeah it's not that deep we were only seeing each other for like four months in terms of sex, not spoke to many about the logistics, but would assume the breadth of kinky or not conventional is much more, like even just more positions. This does not extend, however, to my granddad, who was a hippie and was at Woodstock because he was a dog. But just generally, <laughs> I feel that sort of a social acceptance of more explorative sex is newer than their time. Someone else said, yeah, I think my grandparents and parents almost think of sex as utilitarian. Their relationship appears to be based on raising kids, not out of love or appreciation. I have found a partner that is so loving and appreciative of me as a person and doesn't expect me to provide them kids. Someone said, yes, my grandmothers are very attached to their partner regardless of any abuse they've had to endure because of the companionship. They don't want to be old and alone. Whilst my parents don't settle, what I mean is that they consistently work on their relationship out of love and they don't ignore the problems they might have out of a feat of fear of loneliness. Someone else said, now I'm in a long-term relationship, my parents are a lot more open about the conversation. My grandparents are very closed off about the conversation and it's not ever spoken about. We have a family member involved in a sexual assault in in the past year, which also opened up a lot of conversations and discussions between us all regarding consent and sex, which I feel is really important for my cousins, nieces, nieces, nephews, etc. Yeah. Sorry that that's what had to happen for those conversations to be had but Mm. I guess it is true it does propel the conversation forward someone said because I'm so open about sex and relationships it's kind of forced my parents to be a bit more open about it if I start a conversation sometimes they'll be a bit standoffish but eventually they'll come around and engage Mm. yeah I feel that yeah someone said I don't know about my father but I know my mother my mother's evolved a lot about queer relationships but we almost never talk about sex my grandmother on my father's side is very open-minded i can talk to her about my experience being queer about consent and feminism i think my relationships now are a bit more sex forward if that makes sense like if i'm not wanting to have sex for any reason i won't be going on hinge even though you can go on a date and not have sex i like the kind of flirty chat that comes with hinge dates because you know you could have you could go have sex after not to say i sleep with everyone i would meet because sometimes you're just not feeling it and you just go home but I feel but I just find it a bit more exciting whereas my parents generation was definitely more find someone to date then have sex my grandparents generation is definitely very different my grandparents met at 20 engaged at 21 married at 22 and baby at 23 they met at a girls ask boys dance and my grandpa and his friends were stood up and they weren't even meant to be there they went together and my grandma asked my grandpa to dance and that was that (laughs) easy (laughs) the good old days (laughs) someone else said parents and grandparents are more conservative and I am a lot more casual and free talking about it and engaging in it the older generation tend to think of promiscuity as something negative but I don't think there's anything wrong with having lots of sex as long as you're doing it out of enjoyment and not insecurity or overcompensation slash pressure when it's all good 
And then the last one, my mom and grandparents seem close-minded about gay relationships. My youngest and brother are both gay and they aren't very open with them about relationships. My grandma calls my daughter's girlfriend her friend, but they don't treat her different to the rest of the grandchildren. Okay. That was very comprehensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully that just kind of like gives you guys a good idea of like the different ways that Gen Z want to have kids or like if they want to have kids, how they want to parent, mm. what they're learning from social media, what's changed, what's not changed, all of that kind of thing. And yeah, obviously it's like really hard to generalize and that was a survey of like 26 people who responded. So it's like obviously not gonna show a massive overview, but yeah, thank you again to like everyone who participated because I feel like it's just, yeah, it's it's really interesting to kind of know what people are thinking and where people's heads are at. And it shows that like people really are thinking about it as well. Yeah, true. So yeah, but this has been our parenting family and sex mini series i feel like we kind of like brushed over a lot of things so if you guys want us to do like any further episodes on anything we've covered in any of these episodes please send us a message which you can do on our instagram facebook tiktok or threads at sextras podcast you can email us sextraspodcast at gmail.com or you can find our website sextraspodcast.com and please leave us a review because we work so hard and it would be really helpful um if you've enjoyed and like if you find anything we talk about useful or insightful or any of those things and do you have anything else to add no i guess not I guess we'll see you in the next mini-series, guys. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions.